We're starting a new series today. We're going to count down the top 10 games of the TCU football season. I'll let you know what game came in at number 10. That's next on Lockdown Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Horn Frogs. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast. I am your host, Stephen Simcox. Uh, so we're going to do a new series today. We're going to count down the top 10 games of the CCU football season. And the game that came in at number 10 was TCU's win over SMU. They beat the Ponies by a score of 42-34. to 34. That game happened on September 24th. Feels like a long time ago. In a lot of ways, it was a long time ago. And so we'll go through this list. Um, TCU played 15 games this year. They lost two of those. Those are obviously not going to be on this list. And then there were also a couple of wins that I had to leave out. So the easy one to just plug out was the Tarleton game. I mean, it was a game TCU should have taken care of business against an FCS opponent. They did that. They played well. They won big. Woohoo. That was the day my son was born, Travis Joel. So that was kind of significant. TJ was born at 3 in the afternoon. Uh, TCU played at 7. Perfect timing. Great job by him. Great job by my wife, Kristen. Uh, but other than that, wasn't a lot about that day that was of note. Um, but I do want to add that note in there in case my wife listens to this. However, I'm going to leave that one out as far as what it meant for TCU during the season. And for the the game that landed number 10, it really came down, in my mind, the two options. It was either the SMU win or the Iowa State win. And if you disagree with me on this stuff, Great. I would love some discussion. Here, hit me up in the YouTube comments, please. Um, you can also hit me up on Twitter, at SimcoxSteven is my handle, so I'd love to chat with you there as well, at LockedOnTCU is the show handle, if you would rather tweet at that. But let me know what you think. The reason I left out the Iowa State game was because um, it was a great win in that it gave TCU a 12-0 record. It was a nice you know, way to wrap up and put a bow on the regular season. Um, it was, in a lot of ways, the most complete game they played all year. So many of their wins this year were nail biters or were in doubt at different points at different times. But the Iowa State game from start to finish, they scored on their opening drive. You know, they got stops. They forced turnovers. I think they jumped up to like a 24 to nothing lead. They did everything um, right in that game. But they had clinched, you know, a big deal title berth. Um, it kept them in the mix for the college ball playoff, certainly. But I just think it was a game they should have won, and they did. And you might argue, well, that was the same case with SMU. But I'll say I was revisiting, like, as I was making this list, I was revisiting, okay, what was going on the week of the game? What was the narrative? What was the conversation? What were people talking about leading up to the game? And so with the SMU game, TCU had beaten Colorado, a kind of an unimpressive fashion. You know, Chandler Morris goes down. The offense really struggled in the first half. Max came in. They got moving on the ground with the run game, and then the defense held strong all night long. They took care of business against Tarleton. and they get a bye week. And leading up to that SMU game, there was so much discussion and so much talk about Sonny Dykes coming back to Dallas. And it was going to be a rabid, rowdy environment on the hilltop. And SMU fans were just going to go crazy. And they were going to make, you know, life um, living heck for, for TCU and company. It was a sellout. It was a big deal, right? 
um, revenge game. In TCU, they had lost two straight to SMU. Max Duggan, who started that game, and there was some, there was still conversation of like, is Chandler healthy? When he is healthy, will he be back in the starting role? I don't think Max had really supplanted or firmly taken the job yet. But in my mind, the SMU game helped him do that. And and so TCU goes into a road environment that I don't think was as hostile as it was made out to be, but that was the discussion. They hadn't beaten TCU, they hadn't beaten SMU. Um, they lost in Fort Worth the last two times they had played them. And so there were some stakes to this game. And the Frogs came out and they got off to a really hot start. They scored on their first possession, go right down the field. Um, they go up 7-0. They force a punt. Uh, and, you know, TCU offense kind of stalls out. They get an interception. And then a great drive, nine plays, 81 yards to the house, capped off by a Kendra Miller run for 28 yards and a, and a touchdown. Go up 14-0. And – Really, I mean, stayed in control throughout the rest of the first half. Scored another touchdown. Offense was cooking. Um, their their third touchdown of the game was a pass from Max Duggan to Jared Wiley from eight yards out. It, it was started. It was sort of the emergence, the start of, okay, Jared Wiley at this tight end position. He is a threat in the red zone. You know, he's a guy that they can use in some creative packages. The way they did that, they ran some play action. They had him slip out to the other side and catch the ball on the flat. And then he made a move and took it to the house. Um, and it was the most comfortable Max had really looked. He threw the ball well against Tarleton, but it was the most comfortable we'd seen Max look in a long time throwing the football. They forced another punt. And then um, a huge play towards the end of the half, an 80-yard touchdown pass. Darius Davis was actually the leading receiver in this game. He had three catches for 78 yards. But 80 of those yards came on a little pop pass. It was basically a jet sweep. But Max pitched it forward, so it was considered a forward pass, and he took it to the house from the 20-yard line, um, and it was an electric play. And it was really like Darius was so important early in the year. You know, the offense wasn't always super efficient. In that Colorado game, he took the punt to the house. Um, that gave them the 7-6 to six lead. And they were trying to find ways to manufacture touches. Unfortunately, as the year went on, that sort of that sort of decreased, and you saw like teams kind of say, "Okay, whether it's Darius or Quentin or, or whoever it is, we we got to limit these basically these plays that are essentially extensions of the run game, where TCU is just throwing it sideline to sideline and getting six, seven, eight yards a pop, and then occasionally popping the big play out the backside because they're just so fast and so speedy." So Davis takes it to the house. They go up 28-7. to SMU uh, answers the touchdown, and then that was basically the end of the first half. TCU leads 28-14. to But a really nice job by the Frogs coming out in that game, um, doing their thing, not getting intimidated by the big SMU crowd, which I laugh as I say that because ultimately it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the, the hostile just, you know, environment that people have made it out to be. But they played well going to halftime. And we'll talk about the second half of that game and, and what the win meant in a moment. Before we do that, though, I do want to give a shout-out to one of our great sponsors, Built Bar. Built Bar is the best protein bar around. If you listen to Monday's show, I told you about how I ate one for breakfast. I plan on doing that again tomorrow. Um, so many of you have probably made that choice to be healthier in 2023, and you might say to yourself, man, I'm not doing a good job of that. And it's so difficult 
to find um, uh, it's so difficult to find healthy choices, healthy snacks, but protein bars are um, a great source of energy, a great source of protein, obviously, and Built Bar is one of the best around. And the best thing about it is it tastes good too, right? It's not like it's not just chalky, um, bad health food. It's it's good. It's good food and it's good for you. They use real chocolate, real ingredients. You can find it online at BuiltBar.com. Um, you can also go to your local Sam's Club if you have membership there. Track down Built Bars. I have the birthday cake flavor today. It's pretty good. My favorite is the churro. That's the way to go, I think, if you're going to order something. But, you know, find the flavor that suits you. Order from them today. They're a proud sponsor of the Lockdown Network, and we want you to uh, sponsor and um, – frequent our sponsors so that we can keep the lights on here did not stick the landing on that on that live read that's okay we'll keep it rolling here so tcu smu so the frogs go into halftime they're up 28 to 14 um and then the second half you know things got hairy it was it was a weird third quarter um the defense kind of gave up some longer drives but they were continuing to get stops TCU could not do anything on offense. And one strange thing, watching this game back, it was uh, it was honestly one of the worst games the offensive line played all year. And part of that was, I think, looking back at it, Max held the ball too long in certain situations. He was trying to make plays. He was trying to extend plays. And so sometimes it led to uh, some some – Tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Nelson Paul had three sacks. Jalen Samuels for SMU had a, a sack and a half. They end up with five sacks on the day. And they faced so many good defensive lines this year. For whatever reason, SMU really had their number. You know, the quarterback, not sure if that was a communication issue. Again, at times I think it was just Max holding on the ball too long and not making decisions quickly enough, not being decisive enough, and um, putting the offensive line in bad situations. But it was just funny to like watch this game back and be like, man, this was a tough day for the O line, which throughout the year got better and better. And you saw what they were able to do. And you know, the other the other fascinating thing about this game is Quentin Johnson. He only had three catches for twenty nine yards. wasn't really a factor. Rasheed Rice um, did have a good game. He put Travis Hodges Tomlinson in some tough situations throughout. But TCU struggling. Um, they're not scoring, but the defense is still coming up big. So it's. It's still 28-14, and then SMU, after a punt pins them deep at their own two-yard line, they go 98 yards on 10 on ten plays, the biggest play being on fourth and 10 from the TCU 46. Uh, Tanner Mordecai hooks up with a Jake Bailey for 45 yards, puts it down at the one-yard line. SMU punches it in a play later. And this was one thing about the defense early in the year. They struggled so much on third and fourth and long. There wasn't much of a pass rush, right? The the defensive backs and linebackers, when they were dropping eight and nine back in coverage, it was difficult for them to hold their zones, to, to be disciplined, to make things happen. And so all of a sudden, SMU is back in this football game. I mean, it, it's 28-21. TCU gets the ball back. They drive it down a little bit. They have a nice little drive going, but then they stall out. And they have to punt. Um, and so you punt the ball again. It looks like SMU could be on the move and could go tie this game. And probably the biggest play of the game on uh, after 
SMU converts a third and 11, third and 11 from the 23, another big third down conversion, Mordecai to Jake Bailey again for 17 yards and a first down. They're at the 40-yard line, moving the ball. Looks like they're about to go score. Josh Newton comes up with a huge interception. Gets TCU the ball back um, in SMU territory. And then the Frogs go on a six-play, 37-yard drive, and it was all Kendra Miller. Six straight runs, Miller for 19, Miller for six, Miller for four, Miller for two, Duggan for nine. Amari DiMercato punches it in from the one-yard line. Frogs go up 35-21 with eight minutes left. And that wasn't the end of the game, but it was a collective, okay, deep breath. Looks like the Frogs have this. SMU actually scores again, and then Amari salts it away um, with the play of the game going – how far was that last run? 63 yards for a touchdown on second and 13. I mean, there was still two and a half minutes left. It was second and 13. SMU, I think, had one timeout left. So if they stop DiMercato there, you know, call a timeout, they're down eight, but still a decent chance that they get the ball back with time to go score. DiMercato houses it. TC wins the game. And why was this win significant? Well, first, I think it really cemented. Even though it wasn't – he didn't really light the world on fire, and the third quarter was rough. But Max Duggan was 22 of 29 for 278 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. But more importantly, it felt like the team was behind him. It just – it was starting – you could kind of sense that groundswell coming of, this is Max's team. He's leading the charge here. This is his crew. And I think the SMU win was the was the first time that was really becoming a reality. Also, he was one and two against SMU in his career. You know, a lot of those juniors and seniors had struggled to beat this team. It was a big win from that perspective. It was a big win from the perspective of okay, Sonny Dykes coming back to his old stomping grounds. Supposed to be a game where they're going to struggle, and they didn't. They did their job. They got it done. They did what they were supposed to do. Kendra Miller was fantastic. 17 carries, 142 yards on the ground. Um, they ran the ball well, you know, all game long. Amari had six rushes for 64 yards. Really not a lot in the passing game um, from a receiving standpoint. As I said, Darius Davis was the leading receiver that day. Defense didn't know. Not their cleanest game, but forced a couple turnovers. Had two interceptions. Abe Kamara had one. Josh Newton had the other. And it, you know, it gave the team a chance to move forward. And it was it was sort of the start in my mind of what became a really special season for TCU football. So I'm excited to continue this series. Let me know what were your thoughts? Like what was your lasting impression after the SMU win? Do you think I'm dumb by leaving out the Iowa State game in this top 10 list? Hit me up on YouTube, hit me up on Twitter at Simcox Steven at Locked on TCU. We'll come back here in a moment. And we'll wrap things up on Lockdown Horn Frogs. All right, before we go, I wanted to throw out, you know, some of you commented I had a video on Monday about TC basketball and TC baseball. And so I want to read just a couple of those comments that were there on YouTube. Um, Jacob Langford, I, I discussed, I think, after that winning against Texas Tech, that TC basketball got Saturday. I feel like they are a lock for the tournament. And Jacob said, uh, Lenardi and ESPN, they moved the Frogs up to a lock for the tourney after the win on Saturday. It says, looks like a six seed for now unless we go off on a tear after this. Yeah, I feel like you're playing for seeding at this point. And there's a big difference. You know, they were an eight seed or a nine seed last year. I can't remember. Um, but if you're a six, you play an 11 in the first round, that can be a tricky matchup at times. But that means you get a three in round two. 
which is much different than having to play a one like you did with Arizona last season. Um, and then Brian Caper said, huge win and great game overall. He said, sometimes we play faster without Eddie. Maybe it's the regular rotation moving forward. Yeah, you know, I, I said I like the small lineup. I like Jacoby Coles at the five. I really love what Eddie can bring when he's healthy. Uh, I think it's been so long since we've seen him fully healthy and at his full energy level that sometimes we can forget, like, how important he is as a cog in this machine. Um, but I, I like the offensive flexibility that those small lineups give you. So even when Eddie comes back, I think it's worth exploring, you know, at different points in the game, can that be some instant offense for you? We'll see how Coach Dixon approaches that as his team gets ready for postseason play in a few weeks. That'll do it for Lockdown Horn Frogs today. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. It's your